0: Hello, and a very warm welcome to the Excellent Executive Coaching Podcast. This program is about helping you thrive in some of the most challenging coaching situations. Our aim is to support you in bringing your coaching to the next level, whether you're new to coaching or you're already an expert professional. If you're a coach, leader, entrepreneur, leadership development professional, or a human resource manager, this show is for you.
1: So welcome, Severine Jourdain. It's really a pleasure and thank you very much for taking your time to talk about this wonderful project that you're doing. So I'm going to start without any ado. Uh, What brought you to Nestlé? Actually, it's my unusual profile, I would say,
2: because I started my career as an IT consultant in a big consulting company. And after that, I decided to become professional actress. So, wow. it's, that is a change. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and surely it is these two, I would say, passionating, but extremely opposite okay. experience who somehow brought me to Nestle. First, in a communication, operational IT communication position. And as I was already communication coach, I started to embed coaching from day one into my day-to-day job. And step by step, it helps me to build a role first, communication coaching role
1: first, and then build this position I have today. So you started with IT and in communication, and you married the two. Yeah. And then you built this project. Now, please tell us a little bit more about the project Mm -hmm. that you're doing today.
2: It's not really a project as such, but it's more... A cultural change, go with a cultural change. Our ambition is really to embed totally the coaching into our culture, which means changing deeply the way we are dealing with each other, the way we are interacting with each other, the way we are developing and leading our talent.
1: Ah, I see. So it's really a movement uh, from where they do their leadership style to a new leadership style and empowering people, if I understood correctly. Yeah, absolutely. Because today, coaching
2: is totally embedded into is the heart of leadership development. And now we are moving from managerial style, a little bit more command and control, a leadership style where coaching, empowerment and personal responsibility are are more important. So it's really going with this cultural mindset change.
1: And you've used coaching as a vehicle to do
2: this? Absolutely. It's somehow a lever and a kind of most skills to to increase leadership uh, capabilities.
1: So how did you realize this uh, process, this cultural change? What did you put into place to make this happen? Hello. Several things. First, we have to align and define a
2: clear vision around that and remind constantly the key messages. And they are articulated around three main messages. The first one is the coaching is a recognition. It's recognized that everyone has a potential to find their own best solution. Then the coaching is really about a self-development journey to unlock a potential and optimize a performance. And finally, then it became a business performance accelerator at the group level. So it's really about integrating the coaching at both sides, first as an opportunity for talents to develop themselves and as an investment for Nestlé to make the coaching one of our major business performance accelerators.
1: And if I heard correctly, that you do one-to-one coaching and as well coaching within a team. Exactly. And and
2: we have different type of coaching. Uh, from 2009, we have launched the Everyday Coaching Initiative, where it was really about embedding coaching skills and practices in the day-to-day business life of our employee. And now we have, through the Nestle Coaching Network, offering to key talents, coaching with capital C I would say that's been closer from executive coaching but from all our talents whoever they are in the hierarchy to go deeper in their in their leadership core
1: capability acquisition. Very interesting and how do you select the coaches and how do you select the coachees?
2: Yeah so we have different pool of coach in our Nestle coaching network we have internal Nestlé employees who are not externally certified as coach, but who are really trained and supervised and supported in their coaching skills acquisition. And this coaching champion, we are calling them coaching champion. And they are selected of four criteria, which is availability, motivation, personal quality and coaching capabilities. And there is a real commitment from them and from their line manager to dedicate a percentage of their time to coaching activity. So this is the first pool of coach. The second pool of coach, of course, is the internal Nestlé employees who are externally certified as coach. And in this situation, we have, of course, a certification who is a kind of warranty of the level of quality. And we will, we will go with the ICF accreditation to ensure that we are all consistent across the organization from from deontological viewpoint from charter okay. viewpoint and Ethically from and, yeah and from competency viewpoint
1: as well mm-hmm. so uh, the icf uh, credentialing mm-hmm. is uh, very important as huh? is one of the means to have the same degree of competency and ethics absolutely so we we need to keep this
2: baseline to ensure that wherever you are in the organization we are all on the same line.
1: And when do you use an internal coach and when do you use an external coach? This know this depending about the coaching needs and depending as well about the level of in the hierarchy. I see. So is it at at a certain hierarchy mm-hmm. it's internally, and another if it's a hierarchy it's external, is that yes, it? Absolutely. We we open this option for the mm-hmm. highest level of hierarchy, yes. And you also mentioned while we were coming here that you were interested in a project of mentoring. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more. When would you use coaching and when would you use mentoring? And why mm-hmm. would you use mentoring as well? Yeah. And also, somehow, you know, there is
2: development opportunity again. So the, the, the ultimate goal is how we are going to develop our talent in this company. And somehow all these approaches are very complementary. So, we are just at the beginning of the journey now regarding the mentoring to relaunch and redefine um, the mentoring opportunity there. But the idea is identify in advance, anticipate very well, identify the development needs in our talent and decide if all the mentoring is the best way to go, all the coaching is the best way to go, or maybe the training is the best way to go. So, What would be interesting, it is always good. The question is how we are going to complement all these development paths to ensure that the expected result is properly achieved. Mm -hmm. But there is a clear distinction for us between coaching and mentoring. While the mentor is sharing his experience and providing advice, the coach stays somehow Centrally in a detached, that's mean, and, and let really the coach do his own and self development journey to unlock his potential and optimize his performance. So the approach is
1: absolutely complementary, but it's not the same. So, in some ways, the coach really focuses on the key talent mm-hmm. and developing their key talent uh, almost internally. Mm-hmm. And the mentor is basically giving them good advice within the system of Nestle as well. Mm-hmm. Could also be developing talent, but within A system absolutely. But somehow
2: the internal coach are as well within the system. But that's why in the dispatching process we are ensuring that the coach identify come from another function or another unit to ensure this distance. So you you have then the right distance. You are in, but,
1: and without at the same time. I see. So you're, you know the corporate culture of Nestle, but yeah. at the same time, you don't know the functional subculture. Okay. So. Absolutely. You, you cross, uh, you have coaches cross functionally. Exactly. I see. Yeah. So that, that gives a certain distance. Is that it? Yeah. So where does the co- external coaches, what is their particularity? Mm hmm. Alors, they will
2: again support us with, I would say, the, the upper level of hierarchy. Of hierarchy. Mm-hmm. And as well, they will support us in increasing the internal coach capabilities. Mm-hmm. I see. So through the supervision or eventually support us in the training part as well.
1: Mm-hmm. And I imagine that at the upper level, they also talk about strategy or uh, their personal concerns that some of them won't necessarily want it to be even the idea not the coaches would share mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. but even the idea that they might share it mm-hmm. confidential information or mm-hmm. share with somebody their weaknesses mm-hmm. I can imagine that that takes a big step to do
2: hello mm-hmm. I'm a line and not a line somehow <laughs> so let me let me share my vision because somehow what I think is this confidential issue of course the coach is at the center of the process so definitely the coach will decide if he's more comfortable with an internal or an external but somehow it's certainly a question of trust because that's why we ensure that all of our internal coach are properly trained and then the confidentiality will be totally included in the dna so now the point will be the trust, finally, because whoever you are, internal or external coach, the coachee will feel if he trusts you or not. And it takes a few seconds to him to decide he will trust you or not, internal or external. It doesn't really
1: mean something at the end of the day. It's just a question of trust. So the trust is developed by the person, whether internally or externally. Yeah. And my experience say that if the coach is trusting you,
2: he will share even strategic or confidential element to
1: you, with you. And that's it. Because you are his coach. His coach, huh? So, when do you think they'll share strategy, confidential strategy? Okay, maybe, yes. Uh, definitely, you're a good coach, so <laughs> I'm sure that uh, you can sort of convince them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. But so, again, it's not about convincing you.
2: <laughs> they decide if they trust you or not. You know, it's exactly as any external coach. is the same process, I would say. So, how do you match the coach with the coaching? Now, again, it's somehow depending of the depth of the needs, mm-hmm. the coaching needs. So, that's why we had this discussion First discussion, I would say, at the beginning of the coaching process, uh, which is what is the need, uh, what is the expected result. We have this discussion at the beginning with the coachee, sometimes with the line manager, sometimes with the HRVP. Once this preliminary discussion has been done, we have the official kickoff meeting between the coach, the coachee, and his line manager. Then we can properly identify what would be the expected result and the goal of the coaching cycle. And we can have a calibration exercise by evaluating this objective from zero to ten, where they are today and where the coach is today, where he wants to be and when. So that way we can follow the impact of the coaching all along the process from the beginning with a touch point in the bidder and then a final calibration exercise. At the end. So there's a
1: triangulated meeting at mm-hmm. three points during the coaching? Absolutely. I yeah. say to verify if it is uh, yeah. bringing the results mm-hmm. that was expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not about
2: verifying or measuring somehow. It's more about ensuring that the coachee and his line manager are talking the same language. It's more about a calibration exercise to ensure that... The line manager is expecting something and the coachee is understanding and hearing and they are both calibrated on the same.
1: That they're both on the same alignment, right? Yeah, they are talking about the same thing. Yeah, okay, I can understand that that's important. So in the end, how do you evaluate the success of the project? Is it the line management and the coachee or how do you evaluate Today,
2: we have two types of measure. We have the quantitative measure and we have the qualitative measure. So from the coaching process, we have qualitative measure. And there is several ones. So the first one, of course, is the evaluation, the evolution of the initial calibration exercise. Okay, So where the coachee is from 0 to 10 at the end of the process. The second one is the coachee feedback around the coaching cycle. And he's measuring the impact on his own development journey on career evolution. And we have as well the line manager feedback as well, because then we have all the view there. We have the view of the coachee and the view of the line manager and how we have seen and touched with his finger the impact of the
1: coaching on his direct report. Then we have all the the party. Feedback, all their feedback feedback, uh, about the process, very interesting. How do you determine which process to use in a particular situation? You mentioned that there's training, that there's mentoring, that there's coaching. These are different ways that you can develop this cultural change or this leadership development. How do you determine which one you're going to select for the person? Mm -hmm.
2: Again, we are at the beginning of the journey, so we have very clearly to identify a clear dispatching, anticipated dispatching process. So this is exactly uh, what we are trying to define now to ensure that all the development paths are well uh, leveraged, I would say. So today is really about situational sensing. It's really about discussion with some HRVP, line manager, coach himself. What is there? What is the expected result? What works for you? So it's really about this dispatching discussion, which will be key at the beginning of the process. So today there is different, different way of doing that. So tomorrow we would like to get in a line way to do that, and a consistent way of doing that.
1: So, if, if there was one thing you wanted to know more about, mm-hmm. to help you in this uh, cultural change, what would it be, at this time? You mean, personally, my main challenge, or... Yes, yeah, so what your main challenge now, I would say, mm-hmm. yeah. Personally,
2: my main challenge, it's somehow to deal with my several caps I would say (laughs) and with my head of coaching from one side and my coach certified PCC coach on the other side and sometimes I don't have the same filters the same way of seeing the situation so today my main challenge is dealing with this
1: gap sometimes and this different view can you explain just about give us an example of the difference in the view Mm-hmm. When I am in
2: coach role, so totally in and detached, I don't influence the goals and the expected results of a situation. You know, I'm just like somehow an um, observer and I'm just trying to identify and mapping as very objectively the situation. And sometimes when you are in a head of coaching position, you have as well to promote and show and somehow convince somehow about the impact of coaching and show how the coaching could be a, a major business performance accelerator so the mindset is not the same in one situation you have to, you drive it you manage it and you point it out in the second position you are not you are Centrated and you let the coachy do his own journey so somehow it's how manages both sides in my life and in my way of
1: dealing every day very interesting and tell me what have you learned from this project that you didn't know before what has it brought you it's more about a confirmation that
2: I truly believe and I'm convinced that the change come from inside, all the time, from an individual viewpoint or from an organization viewpoint. So that's why I think this head of coaching position is really showing the fabulous commitment of Nestlé to engage on coaching. And again, at this level of square and ambition, For a certified coach like me, it's really like walking on the moon. And somehow I'm extremely proud to be part of this organization who has this level of engagement. It's just amazing. So it's more about confirmation. I'm convinced that as the change comes from
1: inside, we will get there. So the change comes from inside. Absolutely. And for our last uh, question here is... What did you learn from this project that you could help maybe other people that are ahead of the coaching cultural change? Um, You know, I'm coach, so I'm not giving any
2: advice. (laughs) (laughs) But here you can be a
1: consultant. (laughs) That's it.
2: Um, Something uh, that I learned is really about the importance of the authenticity. So today I have the chance to be really authentically connected with myself. But what you mean by being authentically with yourself? It's just about be self aware about where you are, clarify what is your expected result inside of you and be honest with yourself. And somehow a lot of people today as communication issue because somehow they are not saying exactly what they
1: think. Forget it. Yes, okay. They don't say mm-hmm. what they think. Mm-hmm. And so being authentic for you is really saying what you think and what you feel.
2: Not really saying everything. It's just be self-aware about what your feeling is and then decide conscientiously what
1: to do with that. Nothing is good or bad. It's just what are you dealing with what is there? So it's being really connected with yourself and your feelings. Yes. And then... Evaluating the pros and cons, uh, what the information you got from what your feelings are. Exactly.
2: And depending of your expected results. So for me, being authentically connected with yourself is nothing is good. Nothing is bad. This is what I'm feeling, what I want to do with that. Okay. Very good. We should all show how the coaching is a recognition Again, when you are co- being coached, it's not fixing anything. It's not remedial. Yeah, no, it's not remedial. It's not fixing, saving, training anything. It's not even about mentoring or advising. It's really about recognition of the potential of the person in front of you to find the best solution for, itself, for yourself or himself. So it's really about that. And somehow our job is really to show that because of that, the coaching can really be a business performance accelerator.
1: And for a head of coach who wants the cultural change, what are some of maybe the things you've learned that you could give like advice to other people in your situation? Again, if
2: if I'm related to this dual state, I will say in my day-to-day life, it would be observe yourself but don't judge
1: yourself. Oh, very nice. That is great. So thank you very, very much, Severine. This was most interesting. And I'm sure our listeners will be with questions or comments and uh, I'll forward them to you. So thank you very much. Thank you so much, Katrina. The Excellent Executive Coaching Podcast has been brought to you by MKB Conceal & Coaching. In French, it's called MKB Conseil & Coaching.
0: Thanks for listening to the Excellent Executive Coaching Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program. You can subscribe to all future podcasts at excellentexecutivecoaching.com and sign up for monthly newsletters featuring all the latest tips and techniques to bring your coaching to the next level. Join us again soon, and until then, bye for now.